wind blowing toward right field. If Alex could find something to pull, get it in the air, he would get some help. Familia's next pitch. Belted to deep center. Back goes Lagares. And gone, Alex Gordon. In comes the pitch. Broken bat, one hopper to third. And over to first in time. Runner going to try to score. Wild throw. Hosmer gambling that he could dash home on the throw to first base. And the Royals have tied the game. For the very best in baseball, this is the place you want to be. Let's get it going on the Lockdown Royals podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Rylan Stiles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Stiles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Another podcast about baseball without baseball, another podcast in quarantine. Again, this show is normally every single day. And once we return to baseball, it will be every single day. But for right now, three shows a week. And on today's show, I want to talk about the news we got from the MLB draft and and kind of some more details on how that's going to unfold, which is very important to teams like Kansas City. So that's going to be the biggest topic for today. I also want to touch on what Dayton Moore said about prospects this season, guys like Brady Singer, and, and you know the names that could be getting called up whenever we do have a season. It seems as though we will have a season after our show yesterday went over the ESPN reports about you know Jeff Passan and guys like that being fully confident and Rob Manfred being fully confident in this season. So with that being said, remember, whenever we do have the season start, we'll also have a Locked On Royals Fantasy Baseball League. To join that, all you have to do is go to Twitter, hit me up, you know, DM me, at me on Twitter, tell me your ESPN username, what you want me to send the invite to. It'll be an ESPN Fantasy Baseball League. It'll be a head-to-head league. We'll go through all the parameters as we get closer to it. But if you don't have Twitter, you can lo- you can use LockedOnRoyals at gmail.com. Again, that's LockedOnRoyals at gmail.com. And if you can beat me in fantasy baseball, you will for sure win a prize to be determined. It's kind of like a trade whenever there's a prospect to be named later. The prize is to be named later, but there will be something as a reward to you if you can beat me in fantasy baseball. But just something fun to do. Uh, to kind of get some more interaction from all of you listening. Again, the, the support has been unbelievable during the start of this podcast in January. And as soon as we started in January, a global pandemic happens. The Chiefs win the Super Bowl, and there's no sports. So there, there was a lot of obstacles to overcome, but the support has been great, especially from those of you within the Kansas City area. So I appreciate that a ton. So again, on today's show, we're going to st- talk first about the MLB draft and what we can expect it was first reported a long time ago, as soon as the season got canceled, you know, for college, that you know they might cancel the draft, and then it was reported, okay, they're going to have the draft, but it's going to be between five and ten rounds. It seems like that is correct that they're going to have the draft. It'll be between five and ten rounds. Normally, you know, the draft is you know twenty or so rounds. You know, it gets it gets way up there. Uh, so that's a huge change, especially when you're trying to fill out a farm system, um, but. You know, you, you can't really do much about it, you know, during the situation. This is an odd situation, and what we know right now is that it will be virtual. Just like we saw the NFL go totally virtual last week, we'll see the same thing with baseball. And what concerns me about this, okay, you can you can break this down a lot of ways. 
let's first go back to what I said a couple weeks ago when we first saw the draft news come out. It would be devastating to not have an OB draft. While it, while it doesn't make the big headlines and doesn't get the clicks that the NFL draft does or the NBA draft does, the MLB draft is just as important, if not more so. Because in the NBA or the NFL, you have more competitive spending. You have teams in smaller markets that they can, they can spend money, they can attract free agents. In baseball, it's a lot harder to do that for Kansas City. It's a lot harder to do that for Tampa Bay. So those, those teams in that kind of market area need to capitalize on the draft. And so to take that chance, to take that opportunity away from them entirely, even if all we're doing is throwing you know, names out of a hat and, and seeing you know, what happens, they still need the chance because the only other option would have been next year to double up on the picks. And even that gets wonky and crazy to me. And then how, how do you determine the, the, the order at that point? Do you do one round is from 2020, the next round is from 2021? It's an, it's insane, all the hurdles that we have to jump through uh, to do this. So it is good that the draft is happening. It's very good that the draft is happening because, again, you need to take the shot. You need to have the chance, the opportunity to hit on prospects. With that being said, it's obviously not perfect. Whenever this news first came out, I assumed, okay, well, they'll, they'll postpone the draft, and then by that time, while we won't have you know live games, obviously, we'll not have a college baseball season, we won't have a high school baseball season for these guys, by that time, we can probably have private workouts. You know, br- bring a couple prospects to the K, have them hit in a cage. You know, take all the safety precautions. But I thought that would have been feasible. You know, again, this was a month ago. However, now, looking at it, it doesn't seem like that would be possible in June. It doesn't seem like you can ask these prospects to hop on planes, travel around the United States, go, go to different workouts and camps. Maybe you can have a prospect camp, but that, that again, gets tricky because if you're going to do that, how do you decide who to invite? How do you ensure that there's social distancing from all the team executives that you need there and the prospects that you need there? How can you ensure that that gathering does not accumulate to a, a, a much larger gathering than is what re- is recommended. So there are a ton of hurdles to jump through, you know, just, just in terms of picking a prospect. And while some high schoolers are, are so good that, that teams go and see them as a junior, you know, professional teams, a lot of the times, you know, you start meeting with players, you know, that, that make names for themselves as a senior. And so to wipe out their entire senior season is going to be, I think, devastating to high school players. I think that a lot of the high school players will not be able to capitalize on their talent that they otherwise would have had they gotten a senior season in high school. And so there's a lot of ways to take this. And the the first way is that it does not seem possible that we'll be able to have private workouts and meetings before the draft. And the draft is set now for June 10th. It's expected to be aired on June 10th and will be done totally virtually. So, on the field, this is obviously a crazy, a crazy situation. Crazy. They're changing the signing bonuses, which we already talked about a couple weeks ago. You can go back and listen to that show uh, whenever it's just titled MLB Draft. You know, you'll find it on, on the podcast feed. But outside of baseball, which is obviously going to be much harder now to, to, to you know, predict players' futures and, and see how they're going to end up. 
you know, to make a good estimate, a good projection on them. Outside of the players and the teams, you also run into a situation of the production value of this. And again, the MLB draft doesn't get clicks. It's, it's broadcasted on MLB Network and MLB.com. But there are some baseball fans that enjoy watching the draft. And so this puts you in a hole. Because, again, for the high school players to get picked, normally you're not sending you know, production crews out to film a high schooler when he's a junior. You're doing that whenever he's a senior and playing in these you know, showcase games and doing things of that nature. So... How much footage and how much knowledge do they have on these high schoolers, the broadcasters? Same thing for you know college you know guys. You're going back and looking at film from a year ago or, or more uh, whenever you're breaking down each uh, and every prospect that gets drafted. That's not that big of a deal, but it is a hurdle that you have to clear. Again, it, it, it works in the sense of, first of all, you're not going to get that many fans watching the draft. Second of all, you know, it's just what you have to do. You have to, you have to just overcome yet another obstacle. So we talked about the teams, and that's the biggest part, is the teams. But my thing is, as I've said all along, you have to allow teams to get the shot to draft talent. This would be so detrimental to teams like Kansas City, teams like Cleveland, teams like Tampa Bay, if they did not get their chance, you know, Miami, if they did not get their chance to draft prospects. Now, it will probably end up... And a lot of guys you draft out of high school going to college, I think that this could be a big boom for college baseball next season. And it will also probably result in a lot of guys being undervalued. You know, you might get a guy in the fifth round that if he was able to play that senior year, he could have gone, you know, he could have gone in the third round or the second round or the first round even. But that happens every year. I mean, again, look at Kansas City. You draft Luke Hochaver. You know, instead of the plethora of future Hall of Famers you could have had in that class, you draft Luke Hochaver. So you're going to miss in every class. Obviously, this is not ideal, but this is the right move to have a virtual draft and to still be able to select up to, you know, you know, going to from 40 rounds, going all the way down to, to 5 or 10. Yeah, that, that's not good. But at the end of the day, it's better than nothing. We're going to come back, and after the break, we're going to talk about what Dayton Moore had to say about his prospects. So Dayton Moore said of his top prospects, such as Brady Singer and pitchers like that, mainly mainly the pitchers are who we're thinking of that could make a huge impact this season or would have this season. He said the standard you know, line of, we're going to put the best 26 men out there. So I want to take that a step further. And we saw yesterday that it was announced that minor league baseball is done this year. They're not going to play the minor league season. That was a report that came out. And I want to ask this question to Dayton Moore, and you know, to, to really everyone, and get everyone's feeling on this. Would it be more beneficial to have Brady Singer pitch in the big leagues, probably lose a year of control on the back end, which I've been totally against this entire offseason. Again, if you've listened to the show since January, you know that I think the dumbest thing Kansas City could have done back whenever the season was going to be on track and on pace for a normal season would have been to have him on the opening day roster. I think you should have called him up two or three weeks after the season started to maintain six more years of control. 
But now that we've been presented with this interesting case of no minor league season, you can possibly have you know the prospects all secluded in, say, Arizona, and they're all just playing on a hodgepodge bunch of teams, you know, getting together and and playing some exhibition games. You know, not not the Omaha Storm Chasers, but the Central Division prospects, the PCL prospects. While that could happen, is it more beneficial to just have him on the major league roster? That way, you're controlling his pitch count. You're controlling, you know, when he, what situations he gets into. You're controlling how much he pitches, you know, how frequently. And you don't have anything to lose in the sense of, you know, it's not like you're going to take out a good pitcher. I mean, they don't have a good pitcher in their rotation. So I, I think that's a, a more realistic situation now that we've seen the season get delayed. While I would still prefer to do whatever you have to do to ensure that this year in 2020 does not count against Brady Singer's service time. Because again, I'll say it again, as I've reiterated on this podcast before, Brady Singer, if he turns out to be good, if he turns out to be the ace of the staff as we all expect him to be, if he turns out to be lights out, he's a six-and-done guy. Because the Royals just cannot afford to pay pitchers. The, the, the premium, the price that's put on pitchers is always, if they're good, is always going to uh, market Kansas City out. It's always going to push Kansas City out. Unless this new ownership group has something up their sleeve that we've never seen before, which is possible because they haven't had an offseason yet, you know, much less they haven't had a team worth worth putting money into. So who knows what can happen in, in four or five years when we expect that this team will have you know quality talent around there that you could invest in. They haven't had that opportunity yet, so let's not condemn them before they get that chance. But I'm just saying that history tells us if there is a good pitcher... He's signing for $200, $300 million, and that's a contract Kansas City has not been willing to put out. So that's why I was so adamant against having 2020 count against Brady Singer, because this team was not going to compete in 2020. Let's take that a step further. If you're changing divisions, and we talked about this yesterday, the newest plan does not favor this argument. The newest plan actually goes totally against this argument. But let's just say... For some crazy reason, they don't go with the, with the latest plan and the most logical plan. They go back to that silly Cactus League plan. Okay, in that plan, the Royals are playing the Mariners, the Rangers, the Padres. I mean, they're playing teams that if they get hot, if the Royals get hot, they can beat and, and they can be in the division chase. Now that's all ruled out if we're just gonna if we're just gonna have a conglomerate a conglomerate central division with the Cubs and the White Sox and all the other teams the Cardinals the Braves if we're gonna do that then that gets wiped out you're back to the bottom of the barrel in that division but I say all this to say at this point it's no longer about the business of baseball and that was one of the podcast titles that you can go back and listen to explaining what I mean by that but it's no longer about six years from now. It's about what's best for his development right now, Brady Singer. Is he gonna is he gonna get the the repetitions? Is he going to get the experience? Is he gonna get the growth he needs in prospect Arizona camp? Whatever they're gonna call it. 
since we're not going to have the Omaha Storm Chasers coming to Oklahoma City? Is he going to get what he needs in Arizona, or would he be better off learning in the big leagues? No fans in the stands. You know, the Royals aren't trying to compete, no pressure. What would be better for his development? That's my point from here on out. Now, before, again, in January, February, March, I was more so worried about the business of baseball. What will not cost him a year under control? Now it's all about the development. So that's what I want to think about uh, for the rest of the day. I'll just be thinking about Brady Singer and what the Royals should do with him. But we're trying to make these shows work with limited news and limited content without baseball. So I do appreciate everyone sticking around and supporting the show. Again, subscribe, review the show wherever you get it. And follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Be good and be good to one another, and we'll see you tomorrow on the Lockdown Rose Podcast.